Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam. Super, super excited to be here chatting with you guys. Um, This episode, I just want to be vulnerable with you guys. I just want to be honest with you guys because today in particular, I'm coming off of a um, therapy session and so I may be a little bit more raw than usual, which doesn't necessarily hurt this platform because this is truly where I come to be vulnerable. Um, Usually I'm able to process a little bit more, but... I want to make sure that I get this episode out to you guys in a timely fashion. And I think this time around, I'm okay with whatever happens. Like I said, I'm very emotional right now. So I may end up crying on this episode, which wouldn't be the first time that I've started to or wanted to cry. Um, And I hope you guys can receive that. If you haven't already, check out everythinginme.com. I do do live coaching. And so um, you'll definitely find more information on that. And also my social media platforms. Um, I am super excited to announce that I will be doing workshops, which I've been talking about for a while now, but I'm actually, I actually know what they're going to be about. And and it's actually going to be a bit, be about healing. Um, I've done a episode on healing before, and it was called Healing is Your Responsibility. And so that kind of leans more into like healing and accountability and all those sort of things. But this episode in particular is the kind of the bigger word of healing and what exactly we're healing through, what exactly we're holding on to, what exactly is holding us back, and what could be breaking us down, you know, day by day, little by little. And so this this idea behind going through healing from a purview of like here here's my brokenness and I know that it's not necessarily pretty it's not you know what I even like to talk about in the first place but it's how I feel and it's what's going on with me that is the idea of healing it's that is that that you know clarity that you know what it's time to put everything on the line. It's time to be raw, be genuine, be open, be honest, whatever direction that takes me in. I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, my end goal is solutions. My end goal is honesty. My end goal is a <clears throat> a note to self that my issues, my challenges are one, not unheard of. Um, you know, they may be unique, but you know, there's different, different, you know, journeys throughout this world that people have gone through and we share, a lot of us share whether or not we are vocal about it so we can have an understanding or connect with someone, but they, they definitely exist. Um, healing means a lot to me every year or in the last couple of years, I've tried to come up with a, a word for the year, something that I'm going to, you know, um, circle back to. And I think for next year, it's going to be healing. Um, you know, this year was not being, you know, making fear driven decisions. So decisions that I make based off of the fears that I have. So I did a biggie a couple of days ago and I shared this on my Instagram of me changing, um, my partner's car's tire. And it may seem like menial, but you know, I was taught how to change my tire years and years when I got my first car. And I had an incident about eight years, eight years or so back where I did not put up the e-brake and I had my hand resting on the wheel and the car was above the wheel and the car shifted and dropped on that wheel. And so it caused my hand to be swedged between the two. 
we screamed so hard to get some help because it was the car. It wasn't like, you know, we could just easily alter. Eventually my, um, my friend, she ended up getting help and, you know, my hands were super swollen, very uncomfortable. They weren't broken. Thank God. But it was definitely traumatizing because it, it put a huge fear in me that I could never, you know, attempt that again. And I, for years I stayed away from it. I didn't even bother. I called AAA. I asked a friend, my dad, whatever, but um, I needed to do some errands. And the reality is I still had the capability of changing a tire. I just made a mistake, which caused this trigger. And I was tired of letting that hold me back. And so I had a pep talk with myself and I, and I, you know, attempted it and I successfully completed the task without any errors or any issues, but there were fear, you know, embedded along the way. Um, but I felt, I felt so victorious, you know, so, elated that I could take that back. I could take that, that, that moment in life and time back. And I just felt so proud of myself for allowing myself to experience what I was feeling during the moments of just hesitation and self-doubt, but not allowing those feelings to overcome the outcome I was in search of. And the other side feels so good. It feels so good over here. Not to say I'm changing tires left and right for anybody, but if I had to, and when I do need to, I'm not going to hesitate in order to do so. And it just feels good to have that back in my back pocket. Um, you know, healing is, healing is hard. Healing is so hard. Healing is saying every broken piece of me, every part of me that sometimes was my fault, sometimes wasn't my fault. I'm going to look at it. Even when I can't stomach it, I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to say, how can we make you functional? Give you life again, give you a purpose. How can we put you in the pile of beautiful disasters? Fascinating outcomes. How can we do that? And studying it, um, you know, I mentioned therapy and for those of you, I've been seeing a psychologist the last couple months and we talked about something that I'll go in more depth to, um, in a a, a isolated episode, because I think it's, it's, it's something I've overlooked for many, many years. I've kind of just attributed to a bucket of things that, I've been through in life and I'm pretty sure I mentioned it already on this this podcast in one of these episodes about suicide and my experience with suicide. Um and you know this was like 13 14 it's a very critical age um for individuals just trying to figure out life and I think that's when you start to take on anxiety and all these uncomfortable things. I mean for some it's earlier but for me, I think that's when the world kind of hit me. There was a lot of major things happening, grief, um, the loss of my aunt, who meant a lot to me. Spent a lot of time with her and my father, you know, seeing someone else and my mom finding out and dealing with that, you know, having a, a first, a, like a view of that and, you know, front and center. Um, <clears throat> all of those things just kind of hit me. And with my youngest brother, just cutting up in school, screaming for attention. I think 
I use that as a way to say like, listen, I'm out of, out of the fight or flights, you know, I'm definitely a fly person. Um, some people freeze. I don't freeze. I usually don't freeze. I'm usually, I'm, I have words, I have feelings. I'm going to express them. Not to say if you're a freeze type of person, you're, you know, less than or anything like that. But for me, I'm definitely a flight person and I've worked on, I've worked on the freeze by being still is what I call being still. Meaning, let me just break that down really quickly for those of you who may have gone, felt a little left on that one. So the innate response of a body when it's it's met with a threat can either be fight, meaning I'm going to stick this through. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to fight, you know, to uphold my ground. Flight, meaning, listen, I'm out of here. You're not going to keep me for nothing. I already see what's about to go down. I don't want no parts or freeze, meaning I am basically protecting myself from feeling anything at this very moment. So I'm going to slow my body down and completely freeze. So it is to throw off the threat that I may be dead or something's wrong with me. Um, So my innate, and I think more learned than anything else, behavior has been flight. And that's caused me a lot of trouble. Um, One, because, you know, flight may seem handy when you need to, when you need to validate that your worth matters, your thoughts matter, your effort matters. Um, You know, you need to stand your ground that you've reached the end of the road. But when you use flight as a means to threaten or negotiate or negotiate dirty, not even negotiate, but, you know, I'll give as an ultimatum to whatever it is, you know, the person, the place, the thing, whatever, um, it can, it can in turn make you intolerable to handle a lot of uncomfortable things because you're not willing to stick it through and you're not willing to see what it looks like on the other side. You're more willing to sacrifice, to go in self-defense and armor and save yourself. Now that doesn't really work well in relationships or attempting relationships when your innate response is to leave. And unfortunately I have done that, especially a lot more in my early relationships where I got a sense that I didn't like what I was feeling or experiencing because it wasn't perfect. It wasn't this ideal thing and um <clears throat> so I, I wanted to leave. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I re- I really don't feel like doing this. Okay, bye. You know, but you you make that individual feel disposable. Their needs don't matter. They're not even on the table. You know, they're not even considered. So there's a time and place for that. But, you know, I experienced that effect, you know, on the other end where I was disposable. I mean, my mom would you know, communicate to us that, Hey, listen, I just want to pack up and get out of here. I don't want to deal with this shit. I don't even want to do it. I just want to go. And how do you say that to your child who needs you? How do you say that to your child who is thinking of you, who is rooting for you, who is obsessed with you, or who is, you know, um, your, your, their whole world that just, it just blew my mind, but I, I adapted that. I took that on, you know, and I, I, I let it grow into my relationships and 
I have to unpack those things. And that's why therapy is important. That's one of the reasons why therapy is important for me, because I'm able to do that there in a productive, healthier way. Now, healing from that, there's some brokenness, obviously, on my end when it comes to my mom and just that whole chaos that existed. Um, There's a lot of things that I've suppressed. And it's time for me to look at those things. It's time for me to look at that experience of, you know, suicide as the ultimate checkout. That was the ultimate fight or flight. Sorry. I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm out. That's a, that's the ultimate, you know, it was a cry for help. It was a cry for attention. It was a cry for, um, love and acknowledgement, but I didn't receive that because the capacity wasn't there and the mindset wasn't there. But, you know, the reality is it's so important to explore, to invest, to dissect, to um, pay attention to your healing. Now, let me explain something. When it comes to healing, I don't recommend you always do it alone. The reason being is because sometimes our thoughts are not necessarily facts. They are just our thoughts, their emotions, their feelings, their results of the experience. They're not the actual breakdown of that experience. And it's hard for us to unpack and decipher all that information. Now, there's different types of healing, okay? And I haven't necessarily identified exactly what this workshop or these series of workshops will be about, but the concept is, is that you apply these healing practices to whatever it is that you're trying to heal through. You have to be honest with yourself in so many different ways, as far as what you're actually feeling or what that felt like, especially when it's years past or days past or whatever, because everybody, well, not everybody knows, but the best way to correct a behavior is doing it as close to the behavior as possible. When you're the type of person who suppresses your feelings, that means you file it away, you don't deal with it, and it, it becomes an unsolved mystery. Now, when you decide to go through the healing process, you revisit that feeling or that experience. And a lot of times we don't include those original feelings, maybe because we don't feel the same way, or maybe maybe because we feel like, you know what, so much time has passed. I shouldn't be crying about this. This is not worth crying. But when you have closed your door on yourself to feel what you actually feel or feel what you felt, you have not completely allowed yourself to express, you know, your exclusive emotions towards that situation. And so that's why it's important through the healing process. And that's what I want to talk about a lot of. It's just like, when you decide to go down this road, I don't recommend it alone, but I do recommend that you do it with the intention to see yourself through this as uncomfortable it can be and take your time. It's not going to be overnight. I know for me, now that I've been kind of revisiting all of these traumatic, uncomfortable experiences, um, I've been really trying to figure out how can I make sure that these things don't haunt me because they have, they have. And that's the thing. Like if there's something, a scenario, a situation that has haunted you, you don't own it. It owns you. 
It owns you. It owns who you are. It owns who you're trying to be. It covers your light. It is the gloom that you never wanted in the first place. But because you put it there, it's not going to go away. Whether it be shame, guilt, uncomfortableness, you know, um, whatever it may be, you know, deciphering if one, it was your, if you were to blame in, 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 in its entirety, my mom's choices of how she decided to raise me is not my, is not my, my problem. It's, I didn't cause that. That wasn't a reaction that I caused, especially me. I, maybe I'm biased, but especially me, I never, I never sought out to see the negative side of my mom. I wasn't a, a person who was looking for a reactive person who, in you know, intentionally reacted towards the things or the person that I was or the person she was. I genuinely just wanted someone who was in love with me, showed me this, embraced this to me. Um, but she didn't have the capacity and she didn't have the interest to provide that to me. And so I suffered a lot. And that suffering is my take on that experience. Now, you guys see a courageous person, or maybe you see a person who's not afraid to go there when it comes to vulnerable moments like this. But there are a lot of hurt pieces in me that own me that I are haunted. I'm haunted by. And so that's why I say it's so important for me to heal because I don't like to know of these weak spots or not these weak spots of these, you know, significant areas where things went awry or things went left and not be proactive or not be self-aware in that space. You know, you guys, I, I pride myself on being pretty aware as far as what's happening, how I'm feeling, what does that mean? Where did that come from? I'm pretty, pretty confident about that because it makes me feel like I am on top of things. It is also a control thing, but, you know, just taking the effort to unpack everything and to understand everything is super, super, super important. It definitely gives you the leverage to have a clear version of what your life consists of than if you were to allow things to just pass you by. And, you know, why I say obviously doing this alone may be inadvisable is because it's going to contribute to mood swings. It's going to contribute to uncomfortableness, you know, doubt, curiosity, frustration, a lot of, you know, potentially negative emotions can surface. And if you don't have people who are gracious enough to understand that you're saying to yourself and you're saying to them, Hey, listen, I've had enough of allowing myself to be controlled or my decisions to be determined by my fears and the parts of me that a lot of times weren't even my fault. I want to walk through them and feel confident and feel like, you know what, I did my best to own that and take that with me and not feel ashamed or hesitant or uncomfortable by it simply because it has taken way too much of my time, energy, and space to exist with me. I can't take this with me. Where I'm headed, it doesn't include this. It doesn't allow this to exist. And healing is a ever-changing, ever-growing um, 
activity. You know, it's definitely a priority that evolves as well over time. You know, sometimes it can be very extreme in the beginning and then it could be a lot less um, extravagant in how it affects you. Now, I want to be, excuse me, very clear. It's not linear. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen the way that you imagine where when someone brings up a death or someone talks about you and how you were before, it doesn't hurt you. You know, you feel no, no need that that's not a, a direct gauge. I would say, I would more say it's the, you know, the, the current feelings or the current viewpoint that you have on that particular situation or issue. Um, for example, there was a time in my life where, um, growing up very, not very early on, but early on, I remember my sister telling me, um, just hurt by me. I don't know what I did. I think it just dealing with her. I was very harsh, very hurtful. And she was like, you're so bitter. You're so hardened. But it wasn't that. It was, I'm so protective over myself. I'm so protective over the people that I love. I'm so self-sufficient. I'm so independent, not by choice, but by um, circumstance that I can be disposable of people. I can, I can definitely make people feel disposable. I can make them feel, you know, low. And I don't try to use it to my advantage. I really don't because I have received the, you know, um, the result of that in my past and it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good to feel or just, you know, treated like you, you don't matter, treated like you don't exist, treated like you're null and void. Like that doesn't feel good. So from, in my particular story, you know, healing is, it's a journey that I'm excited to do because I don't want to carry that weight anymore. I don't want to carry that pain anymore. And I don't want that to affect my potential growth, my potential future, the the love that I have for myself. I don't want it to to affect that anymore. Just knowing that I'm in control of the way I view myself, the way I manage myself, the way I conduct myself. Um, and knowing that there are many doors that I will not touch with a 10 foot pole because I don't know how to navigate them. I'm not confident that, you know, I'm over them yet. Um, scares me. It scares me. It scares me. It scares me. It scares me because I want to be as in tune with myself as possible. There's so much in this life. There's so much in this life that it can get overwhelming, but you always have yourself. You always have you. And I never want to overlook myself and I never want to ignore pieces of me that exist, that are real, that are bullies, that are fear-driven, that are uncomfortable. I want to be able to stand in them and say, yeah, I know that trigger. I know that trigger very well, but I don't want to recognize it as a forever trigger. I want to use it as a motivator. I want to use it as a story to tell, a connection point, an icebreaker. Um, I really want to be able to find a way to connect, to evolve, to grow from those things, to draw strength from those things. And with healing, 
it's certainly one of those things that can be, it can be a mystery. The beauty in healing is understanding you can reallocate those feelings or those fears or those um, exp- that experience, those emotions towards something else that is genuinely um, falls within that bucket. You know, to know that those pieces of you don't have to be tied to that experience or that situation. And that's a weight that you get to lift and you get to just just put into a better place, into an, another place and explore different parts of you. It, it sounds beautiful. It sounds real great. But let me let me just break it down to you real quick and just be honest with you guys. Healing sucks. Healing really sucks. And I don't mean to go left, but healing sucks because it means that you got to pick up all your victim shit. You got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. You got to go through it. You got to organize it. That feeling of your body is resisting this, this activity. <clears throat> you're going to, you're going to, that's going to happen. Your body hates this activity. That's going to happen. Your body is questioning you. Your mind is questioning. Why are you doing this to yourself? What are you thinking? What are you hoping for? What do you want to get out of this? Why can't we just keep it the way that it is? What are you trying to do? That's what you're going to experience. And so that's why it's important to have a a game plan, a mindset, similar to what I've recently discovered with burnout, you know, some sort of process of dissecting this experience. And that's what the workshop's really going to be on is figuring out how can I go through this equipped, ready, skilled, um, you know, looking forward to it because I know that it's going to result in designing a better version of me. And that's what I'm in search of. That's what I'm in hopes for. That's what I'm working towards. That's what I'm fighting for. Because now that that chapter, when I hit that corner, I'm not going to feel as anxious or uncomfortable. And again, the timeline on this just varies person by person. Having support is imperative, whether it be therapy, whether it be a person, whether it be an outlet where you're, you know, writing things out, knowing your pace. So with healing, you can't, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to set aside Tuesdays and I'm going to heal, you know, this whole thing out one time. You may set out to heal one thing and then realize it's actually initiated from something else that's a more of a core. And because of that, it's going to require a lot more time. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means that it requires a little bit more time. So not being discouraged during the process or during the exploratory phase where you're trying to figure out what exactly matters. And I'm pretty sure all of us can identify a couple things that we should heal. We need to heal through. And some of us may be like, mm been there, done that. But healing is is a part of my evolution. And I recognize that more than ever, especially with death and just dealing with that, just that definitive part of life. Um, knowing that there are things that are uneasy for me and uncomfortable for me still, and they don't need to be, meaning like I, I have the capacity to deal with those things. I just don't dedicate resources and support and um, effort towards it, doing myself a disjustice, you know, now that I've basically been shifting myself into being less, um, less supportive and more, um, that support allocating a lot of that support to myself, because I find that I've been doing myself, like I said, a disjustice of just not being aware or including 
me and my frustrations or me and my um, triggers, experiences into my life because I'm such a giver. The things that others are going through scream louder than my own. And that's not with everything, but a lot of things. And I'm trying to undo that. So through healing, for me personally, there's a lot of unpacking I have to do, a lot of decision-making I have to do. Um, Like right now, I set out for today to be a heavy hitter. A lot of things I want to get a lot of things done. I got inspired by watching this YouTube video where I wanted to in, you know, do some self-care, some deep cleaning, um, all these different things. And, you know, having this emotional roller coaster, which then shifts the frequency in which I am vibrating essentially off now, I'm rethinking things. <laughs> I'm rethinking things because I realized that, again, those are pieces that have been there all along. They are part of me. They're part of my brokenness, but I didn't give them any thought. I carried on. I absorbed additional things instead of looking at my plate, looking at what's going on. And I want to give that feeling a space to breathe again so I can reassess and recognize how that's contributing to my overall self. And I can't even explain, like, that's the best way I can explain it. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm a very understanding person where I don't look at a person for face value. I look at them in their wholeness as far as the parts that they don't want to talk about, the uncomfortable pieces, everything. I look at everything because that tells me the real story, not just them, you know, in the present day, the overall them, you know from the person who was denied love at a young age, who searched for it in different places, to the person who says, you know what, a lot of disgusting, hurtful things happened to me. And I feel like I am still giving them life because I won't allow them out of my brain, out of my touch. Now, for every version of us that exists, priorities, um, things that matter, are purely a decision when it comes to us mentally, as far as what exactly are we going to consume ourselves with? What are we going to put in front of us? I can't tell you how many times more recently now than ever that I've looked at social media and said, like, how is this fueling me? I will literally think that in my brain as I'm scrolling and put it down. There are pieces of me that, yeah, I like to explore and enjoy, whether it be interior design, et cetera, et cetera. But other things are just mindless. Learning about who, which celebrity is having a baby does not contribute to my life. And we all, you know, fall victim to, and to some degree of, you know, indulgent experiences, but there's so much work to be done with myself. And I'm so proud of myself for even saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm so proud of myself for prioritizing myself in this way. And this is a fear driven decision. In front of me right now, every episode, I have a sticky note that says stay fearless because this is such a fear to know around the corner, I could be waking up a beast that I hadn't touched in so long. So long. I had an experience like this where I talked about the boundaries that I set up with my younger brother of completely cutting him out of my life and not being, you know, not being forgiving 
of him. Um, and I'm okay with that. And the boundaries that I have with my mom, where it's, I mean, very little minimal interaction. And she lives like two blocks away from me. And I see it every holiday. Um, but these are all decisions that I've had to make to protect myself. And I realized how riled up I got in that. I got in, I, I was starting to put on that armor because society will tell you that's your mom, that's your brother, that's family. Like I always say, they're human beings and they do what humans do. They betray you. They lie to you. They steal from you. They hurt you just like humans do. Choose to be around with um, humans that celebrate you, that love on you, that bring you light, that you know amplify your light. Choose those people. I don't care who they are, where they're from. I don't care how long you've been in your mother's life. I don't care how long you've been in your that family member's life. If they don't serve you, if they don't um, present themselves to you where they are in support of you, they're acknowledging their their you know their flaws and actively finding solutions and actively trying to be better to accommodate and to work with you on avoiding your fears, avoiding your triggers. You do not need them in your life. There are other people who are willing to support you and willing to take on that leg of the journey. They may not feel the same, but the overall experience of them will heal you faster than basically re-injecting yourself with that dirty needle over and over and over and over again, thinking that you're going to be able to move past that feeling of getting that high. It may not be cold turkey. It may not be five steps, 12 steps. It may take you three years, but you are deciding and moving yourself in that direction of healing where you're not going to allow that person to undermine you, to hurt you, or you being that person. Meaning sometimes we cause these disruptions in other people's lives because they trigger us, how they act, what they say, what they do. Because there's pieces of us that we're still working through and we don't understand or we're fighting or that they remind us of and we're not capable. We don't have the capacity to recognize these things and call ourselves out and adapt to those things. So sometimes we are the cause of friction and issues and traumas and triggers. And we seem like the bad guy when there's really pieces of us that we still need to unpack. There's pieces of us that we need to understand and recognize and decipher because sometimes that eight-year-old self cannot see the difference when they're 32 or 49 or you know 57 they can't see it because they're still looking from the 8-year-old version and sometimes we need to be brought up to speed we need to figure out what happened in the middle of that what even happened before then so we can be able to remember or to recalibrate you know when it comes to good humans good environments good communities we have to be honest with ourselves and sometimes we have to remove ourselves or be still in places and at times when we don't want to be. But that breakthrough allows so much growth and opportunity to come through. Recently, I've been fighting my fears of wanting to dim my own light because it seemed more lucrative. It seemed more rewarding to make someone else's shine. And deny myself of the potential opportunity to be center stage. And for a lot of people who struggle with being center stage, it's because they weren't given the opportunity 
to have the mic to be celebrated as a child or young adulthood. And they don't know what that's like. And it feels uncomfortable and it feels unnatural. Um, sometimes people just make their own shows and become the audience and become the backstage crew and the promoter in order to fill in those gaps. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it does them really well, but sometimes that allows them to spin their wheels and become disappointed because they're exhausting themselves. One thing that we say in business is, you know, once you're able to get to a certain place, know what you do and know what you do well. How do you contribute? And the parts that you don't, you need to outsource. You need to find someone else, something else that can that can do those things. And, you know, that shows up in different ways. That happens in different ways. But it's it's unfair that we deny ourselves the opportunity to shine because we are used to not shining. We're used to not people not seeing us. Um, and the great, you know, caveat with technology is that it allows people like myself who have experienced situations where we were overlooked, we were bullied, we were broken and had to get up the next day. Um, to exist in a space that we create, that is genuine, that is honest, that is open, that is truthful. And that power that we have given or we didn't even know we had becomes our responsibility to to find. Like somebody had it, chugged it into the middle of nowhere. And there, as you get older, now you have access to that middle of nowhere. And now you have to start that process of finding that power and picking those pieces up. It's like that. And it's scary as hell. Scary as hell. You hear me? Like, but you know what though? I'm so proud of you all for even just listening and choosing to heal and choosing to do those things. Now, actions define the people who can attach themselves to the adjectives, to the describers of who and what they are. It is not the dream of that person. It is the living legend, the actionable version of them that exists. And, you know, it's not always that you spend six hours on this. It could be five minutes. I made a different decision today that I would have made a week ago. Wow. Look at that. You know, I spoke up for myself today, even though I didn't want to, but I knew that I had something to say. I'm on this platform. I'm doing these podcasts because I have something to say because I wasn't able to say how I felt or I didn't know how to articulate or have the language of how I felt growing up. You'll find a lot of times that people withdraw themselves or adjust themselves to accommodate the world that we live in because they don't feel accepted. They don't feel included. And some of us have the strength to say, you know what, even though I don't quote unquote belong, I'm not nothing. I am something. And I'm going to be something that exists on my own terms. And I'm going to do whatever it is within me to make sure that 
I show up for myself. I look at that person in the mirror and I say, you matter. You're fucking amazing. And you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know who cares. You never know who will fight for you. So don't give up on yourself. Not because you're, you're, you know, giving up on the kid or the, the child within you, but the energy that you carry isn't for nothing. The people, the environment that you interact with isn't for nothing. It's for a reason. You are a light and only you can carry it. But if you allow other things to dim that light, you don't do yourself the justice and you start to see that version of you that is so dim, so grim, and you become almost unrecognizable. And so your decisions are based off of the hopelessness that exists with that. And I don't want that for anybody. I don't want that for everybody. Healing doesn't always equal, or it isn't going to necessarily equal happiness or peace, but it is going to equal ownership of your life, your feelings, your dreams. It's dusting off the dust that you didn't even put there in the first place. And it's such a beautiful process once you have started and embody it. You know, there's so many things in me, even just reflecting on two years, almost two years come January 2022, that I've been doing this, where I've created this outlet for myself. And I feel, I feel like I'm in my stride now that I can, you know, lay these layers out in this platform and invest in this, invest in me. And it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding to be able to enjoy this. I'm such a person of like, I want to do things that are good for people from the heart. And this is my, this is my thing. This is my jam. And it means so much to me to be able to go into this topic and allow you guys access in ways that sometimes I don't even tell people that I know, humans that I know or interact with. You know, it gives me the freedom and the flexibility and I do it all by myself, all by myself. And I'm just so proud of myself and I'm so proud of you all once again for listening and sticking with me. And I really want you guys to have a beautiful holiday and a beautiful day. And just because we, you know, have our brokenness and struggle from our brokenness doesn't mean that we can't be whole. The pieces are there. They're just not together. Take your time explore those pieces, understand where they fit in this puzzle, put some glue, put some tape, whatever works at that moment. But, you know, don't overlook yourself. Don't overlook, you know, the things that you've been through. And sometimes you need to hold, you know, your hand to be held. Sometimes you need to be held, period, in order to feel safe, comfortable, strong again, loved again. And that's okay. That's okay too. I look forward to, you know, doing these workshops with you guys and I definitely am going to be designing them now from not only personal experience, but just from a place of hope and a place of, you know, creativity, because I know that everyone's outlook is different. Mine does not necessarily 
you know, collide with other people's in lives, but there may be strings or strands of that, that seem similar, familiar, or inspirational. And I hope to accomplish that through interacting with you guys on this, on this, you know, journey on this way. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be vulnerable and scared and enthusiastic and hopeful and curious at the same time. So, um, Thank you guys for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next episode.